listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're going jolly out there today. We have a terrific show for you today. I am so happy to have been at the Grammys this past week, and none other than two-time Grammy winner, Mr. Peter Cater, is here with us today, and he is going to share with us his amazing new album that just won the Grammy called Wings and the inspiration behind it, along with all the other things that he's doing, which is healing music. And he has healing retreats. He has an amazing background in so many things. But first of all, I'd just like to introduce him. Thank you for coming and being with us today, Peter. Good morning. Hey, thanks, Winifred. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure to see you win this Grammy again, and it was such a pleasure to see you get your second Grammy. How did that feel? (laughs) Well, um, obviously it feels really good. the first Grammy was sort of like a spellbreaker because I had been nominated 12 times prior to yes. that and did not win each time for 12 years in a row, pretty much. So in the 13th nomination, when I won, it was like, it was impactful. It was like, holy, you know, <laughs> can't swear. I saw that, and I saw that in you. It was almost like shock at first, like, this really is happening. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he did it. Yeah, really like, you know, something major had shifted, you know, and it was a huge deal. I mean, I was just, after I, you know, got the award and I was standing backstage, I was literally like in shock. This time Wait. it was different. Um, it was my 14th nomination. Um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a sense that I, I stood a decent chance of winning. I mean, you can never know for sure, but I felt good about it because I think the record is just really good. And um, it is. and all the it other is. people nominated in the category, I also respect a great deal, and they're all great musicians. And I would have been fine with any of them winning as well because they're they're all worthy of a Grammy, in my opinion. Um, but when I won this time, it was like I was excited, and I was like, I mean, excited is an understatement. I was very excited. <laughs> but what it brought up for me, it was like I I just felt a deeper sense of peace. Um, I mean, and that's really how it felt. It wasn't, didn't feel so much like an external experience. It felt more like an internal experience for me. And, well, it's sort uh, of like a validation that your your work is is consistently on par at this level. It's it's, it's an honor to receive that, and and from your peers, you know, from the Recording Academy and the people that are voting. And oh yeah, I mean, people are recognizing the level of your work. It's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. It's, yeah, and I met a lot always. of people, you know, this last weekend. Where you know, we, you know, you meet a lot of people there, and you're, you're always saying, "Hey, congratulations! What you what are you nominated for?" You know, and I I got a lot of positive affirmation from all kinds of people from all different genres. You know that, you know, when I mentioned my name, they were like, "Oh, I I know your music. You did this and you did that." And it was like, it felt it felt so flattering and gratifying. You know that that, you know, I feel like my work is getting out there and, and is respected, you know, and I, I do, I do felt, I did feel embraced by the Academy and embraced by the voting community, you know, as a talented group of body of people, you know, and, and to, to be acknowledged in that way feels pretty awesome. Well, just so you know out there, Peter Cater has recorded over 60 albums and has sold millions of units of, of albums. This is amazing. You, you've been, and you've scored music for over 100 television and film productions it, on and off Broadway. You've had, as you said, your 13 Grammy nominations, two wins now, and the other one was for your album called Dancing on Water. But you played mm-hmm. to people all over the world. You've given concerts in Europe and South Korea and Japan, you've played at the Kennedy Center, you've been in Carnegie Hall. What was that like? (laughs) (laughs) It was a trip. It was a trip. Could you believe it? I mean, 
you know, so some people won't know where you came from, and this will be a discovery for, for them. And others that are listening are like, oh, yes, super fans. So you began <laughs> a long time ago. You came over from Germany. You were born in Germany. You came over here, and you did a backpacking trip all across the U.S. And this kind of set the stage for you coming here, being here. And then you landed in Boulder, Colorado, and that's where I first saw you. I went up to Boulder to the church there, um, and I, I was able to, you know, get in on a concert of yours, and I was absolutely mesmerized. I, I went home like flying, saying, "Wow, this is amazing!" And from that point forward, I was your fan. I was just so appreciative of your work. It's been mm. an evolving journey. But you've had such a vast career. So tell us tell us your favorite place that you've had a concert that you've played. What's the most memorable moment in your career so far? Oh, you know, there's, honestly, there's been so many, you know, and I tend to be a person that doesn't... I, I tend to try to not pick favorites, you know, but I've had so many different awesome, you know, experiences that I didn't necessarily see coming, you know. But, and that's the um, gift. Generally speaking, you, you know, uh, there's a venue in, in Boulder, Colorado called Chautauqua Auditorium. Oh, yes. And that, to me, always feels like kind of coming home. You know, it's a beautiful uh, old, it's like an old barn, basically, that seats around 1,200 people. And I love playing there. Yeah, um, as you speak about I it, I get it. chills. <laughs> because I can, I can <laughs> sense that. I can feel it. If you haven't been to Boulder and you haven't seen the Rockies, and Peter's playing is so, so that energy. It's this ethereal kind of lifting up. It's, it's such a beautiful spiritual experience for many people, not just me. It's, it's really, really special. The feedback I get from people is pretty amazing. I mean, in the last few days since the Grammys this weekend, I've literally, I've literally gotten probably close to a thousand messages from people from all over the place. And the things that people say to me just move me to tears. It's just so beautiful. It just and, means uh, that your work and your dedication is, is being received. You know, it's, you work at this. You're working kind of all yeah. the time, I think. You know, you're always here and there and working yeah. and playing. And I People love it. are. I love it. Yeah. You know, like I love I love working on this last album more than you know any other album almost. I mean, it's like you can feel it when you're when you're connected and you're doing. You know, like I don't. I I record a lot of music and I release probably at least two, if not sometimes three records a year. But I only focus on the ones that I think are special as far as, like, you know, the whole Grammy thing. And uh, I really felt good about this last album, Wings. It just really came together beautifully. I, I felt very emotional in all phases of recording it. And and the album cover came together beautifully. It's just a beautiful cover. And I don't know, it just, it was in the flow, you know? The whole thing is in the flow. I have to tell you, I really, really listened carefully this year to all of that um, on a level that I hadn't previously. I mean, I sat down and darkened everything and got down on the floor and just relaxed and I, I immersed myself in the experience of that to hear it and to really hear what you were creating. And it was just such a beautiful journey. I think what stands out so much in your music are the transitions that you make, the choices that you make of those transitions and where it flows to. It's seamless. It's gorgeous. And this album mm -hmm. speaks to that. What was the inspiration behind this album? Did you, did you have any one inspiration, or did it just come along? I didn't have any one inspiration, actually. I mean, the, the concept wings came about because wings and birds and flight just seemed to be like a theme in my life at that time where just all these... You know, all these birds were just always kind of like swooping over my head, and I'd be sitting out in nature, and there'd be all these birds around, and you know, and then I'd run, and then I'd see artwork that was just you know beautiful that had wings as a theme, and so the title and concept, you know, was very clear to me. But there wasn't really any particular uh, inspiration other than you know just feeling my emotional body in a way that seemed richer and fuller than. I think it ever has, you know, and um, I, 
I cultivate compassion and empathy and love in my life and in my relationships. And it seems like in the last period of time that has really been heightened quite a bit. And I think the music is a reflection of that. It feels like that. It really does. I've seen you play numerous times now in person. I've experienced that. And I encourage anyone that gets the opportunity to experience that to definitely go to petercater.com and and get on the list and find out where you're performing and what you're doing because it is so powerful when it's live. Your recordings are beautiful and powerful, but live is a unique experience. Tell us about how you do a concert with people and for those that are new to that experience, what that would be like for them and why you do it that way. Well, I just really love sharing the music with anyone. And, you know, it used to be that I, you know, would seek larger and larger venues and, you know, wanted to get more and more people to come and all that kind of stuff. But uh, over the last few years, it's kind of turned around a little bit to where I really love doing intimate, small home concerts, small venues. I always invite people to come lie under the piano while I'm playing. And I've done that in theaters and churches as well as, you know, obviously in home concert type situations. And um, I just love, I love the intimacy of it. You know, I love, I love having people that I know or that I don't know, you know, come up to the stage or come over to the piano, wherever it is, and, you know, just stretch out and lie under it and just get a total sound bath immersion, you know. And, and then I play, I play for them. You know, I do these, like, in, these individual piano readings where I talk to people for a while, like one person at a time, and we get to know each other and talk about what's up and what's going on in their lives. And then they lie under the piano and I improvise just for them, you know, just like completely for and to them. And I record it. And then I give them the MP3 as something they can listen to for the rest of their lives if they want. So I'm I'm kind of an intimacy junkie at this point. I, (laughs) I like it to be very personal, you know. I love it when people say something real to me, like if I'm talking. I love it when someone takes a chance and opens up about something that's more vulnerable and more intimate, you know, and then I can take that energy and, and use it in the music that I'm playing for them. And I don't know, it's just a really beautiful exchange. Well, people are, are really having quite a profound experience by doing that. And, um, you know, some of the people, for example, the testimonials that are on your website, and I've seen it in person. I've seen what people say. I've been there to experience their experience of what you're doing. And uh, people say, like Joy says on your website, absolutely the best experience I've ever had. My heart burst open. And you know what? I feel like I want to cry right now because that's true. When you're there and you see that and you experience it, that's true. Remember, I brought... um, an elderly blind fellow to one of your concerts in Denver. And he still talks about it today. It was so moving to him. He didn't need to see the room. He felt it. It was that powerful. And what you're doing right now is literally almost healing through music, um, just like a session, just like somebody would go in for a session. And yet the audience gets to participate in that as well and hold space for people at the same time. I mean, it's just so beautiful. How did that concept come about? How did you come into reading people through music? It just kind of happened organically, you know, and I feel emotional about it too. I mean, when people say that kind of stuff, I mean, the testimonials that I've gotten and the feedback, it's just, like I said, it just, it just makes me want to cry because it's, it's so beautiful and so, like, amazing that, you know, people can have these kinds of experiences, you know, and um, it just kind of happened naturally. I was doing, like, some retreats, and as part of the retreat, I would have people come to my home and, you know, sit around on the floor, and I'd, you know, play the piano, you know, for an hour or whatever, and then gradually people would just get closer to the piano, and at one point someone said, you know, I'm going to get into this thing. <laughs> and and then it became a thing, you know, and this was like about seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer, maybe 10 years ago. It became a thing that some people like to do, and they said that it was an amazing experience. And I didn't really take it too seriously at first, but when I, I started to notice that people actually were having pretty amazing experiences, 
So, and I also noticed that I felt I actually, I felt like I actually played better with people mm-hmm. lying under the piano because they were so close and I was feeling more connected to them, you know? And so, so I started inviting people up and I've, I've done it all over the world, you know, I mean, even in concert venues like in Korea where we'll be like, you know, I don't think Korean people are going to want to come up on the stage and lie under the piano. They're way too conservative for that. And then finally they let me do it, and I couldn't even finish the sentence, and like 50 people are like running towards the stage to get under the piano, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's, been, it's just been a very, very rewarding, beautiful uh, I guess, experience, I guess is the best way to say it. I don't want to... It is. It is. And, and you've, played, you've played at JFK Stadium. You've played in Washington, D.C. You've played in my favorite place on the planet, Red Rocks. That's... That's mm. got to be a thrilling experience. You know, that had yeah, to have been it's amazing. So it's, it's all unique Just, in, in its own way, you know. You've had such a vast um, experience that this journey has taken you on. Um, you've collaborated with some amazing people like Carlos Nakai. He I remember when you first came out with your album with him, and uh, I was again just wow. This is the feeling of it, the energy coming from the two of you was just phenomenal, and is. I mean, you've done many. Which what, which one of those albums was your favorite of the collaborative work that we've done? Fair Carlos. Yes. Um, I would probably say Migration. Yeah. That was the one I think where we really tapped into. You know, just a very unique, uh, beautiful space that, you know, hadn't been tapped into before, as far as I know, by any other artists. And uh, I mean, a lot of our records, you know, I think all of them are are beautiful in their own way, but um, I think Migration has that magical quality where things just all came together. I agree. I felt uh, that too. I agree. Really, it... I felt the same way, and um, yeah. it it was like stepping into a new vista, and it was sparkly and new, and it was it was amazing. It was just a beautiful, beautiful synergy. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio with two-time Grammy winner Peter Cater here today. What an honor! And uh, you can email me any questions at mlbradio at makinglifebrighter.com. You can find the archives of this show and share it after the fact on makinglifebrighter.com on the radio page. So stay tuned. We've got much more right here with Peter Cater, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. And today we have two-time Grammy winner Peter Cater with us. And we've been talking about his... Not only his work, his inspiration, but his amazing career and all the places that he has gotten to play that are significant, like Carnegie Hall and and his music. His music is so touching and also so healing. So, Peter, welcome back. 
you know, you are doing these retreats. Let's talk about your retreats for a minute because people would love to experience your music more and they get to more intimately on these retreats. So tell us how they work and when your next retreat is. Well, the retreats right now are honestly the most interesting thing I'm doing in my life right now because, as I said earlier, I've become quite a bit of an intimacy junkie and I just love, you know, things getting real, things getting vulnerable, authentic, you know, and the retreats are exactly where that happens. And uh, so it's like, you know, it's like taking the experience that, you know, you have, you know, in an evening concert with me lying under the piano and compounding it into a week-long experience that builds upon itself. And um, so I've been doing them, uh, I've been doing once a year on Maui in the winter and then once a year in Montana in the summer. Beautiful. Um, and the ones in Montana, are, I mean, they're all beautiful, but basically what we do is we get together for a week, and um, I play a lot of music um, myself. I have guest musicians come in at night, like in Montana, like around the fire pit, and uh, we have, like, our own chefs, and, you know, people are um, getting to know each other. We do some authentic relating and intimacy type exercises where we kind of gradually open up to each other and ourselves and share on a connect on a deeper level. And it's always in a beautiful nature spot, you know, where it's just gorgeous and like, you know, you just kind of feel the energy of the land around you and the ocean or the sky or the river where we are. And, um, they're just great experiences. I love them. I want to do more of them because they're so, um, I don't know, they just feel great. They're very gratifying. Healing to people, I'm sure. Yeah, they, they, they can yeah. release for a bit, and you, you lead the journey with your piano music. It's not just the setting yeah, and the intimacy. I, I you, you kind of set the stage. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guide, I lead, you know, and then people have their own, their own experience, you know, as a result of where they're at and what they're wanting. Um, you know, the feedback is always like, on day two of the retreat, everyone's like, I can't believe it's only been one day. I can't believe it's only been one day because <laughs> there's so much intimacy and so much comfort and so much has already happened, you know, just in 24 hours. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just, all of a sudden the week's over and people are like, wow. And people that attend these retreats usually wind up staying friends for life. Oh, that's really sweet. And that's that's powerful right there. And, you know, get in touch and stay in touch and all that stuff. And so for you, you lived in Maui, and you have a connection, heart and soul, to Hawaii and to Maui. Tell us how that came about and, and what that did for your music, being in, in Maui. Well, I, I, still, I still live part-time on Maui. I live between Maui and Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And I'm in Boulder right now, but I'm heading to Maui in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Hawaii. I the feeling of aloha is the presence of aloha is the real is the real deal. It's really you know, it's a it's a real energy that I've only felt in Hawaii, and it's a beautiful inclusiveness of like many diverse people and diverse backgrounds and connection with nature and it's just beautiful there. I I feel I feel my best when I'm there. It's almost um, well. Your music is taken shifts along the way in other words you were kind of doing jazz for a while before you got into a new age feel and i don't want to categorize your music the the grammys categorize it as new age i would say it has a spiritual feeling but it's just ethereal so how do you how do you categorize it and when did that term take place in your life well you know as an artist, I don't want to categorize it, and I don't know if a lot of people really like the term New Age, you know. I was doing this kind of music before it was coined New Age. Um, there was a handful of us that were, you know, exploring this kind of, you know, this kind of instrumental feel. It wasn't jazz, it wasn't classical, it wasn't rock. There was hardly, there was no lyrics or, or just, you know, light vocals. And, um, you know, it was just sort of a feeling that you know, say maybe a dozen musicians around the world were kind of exploring, and then all of a sudden it kind of became a thing, and then someone somewhere along the way decided to call it New Age, and 
you know, it's, it's this kind of a throwaway term when things don't fit into any other category but have an uplifting kind of feeling about them. It gets you yes. into new age, and that's what the Grammys call it. I think of it kind and, of like uh, a spiritual experience because, you know, you, you don't think of jazz when you think of Hawaii. You think of more of your music when you think of Hawaii, for example. It's it's just yeah. breathtaking. It's it's lighter. Hawaiian music in Hawaii has this feeling of aloha about it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you go anywhere in Hawaii and you listen to Hawaiian musicians, they are mm-hmm. so soulful. You know, their singing, their playing is so beautiful. It's incredible. Um, are you friends over there yeah. with Kalani Pei? He's he's the, the Grammy, the the Kalani Pei. Do you oh, know yeah. him? Yes. Yeah, we're friends. I saw him on on Sunday. Oh, that's um, neat. Yeah, he's a sweet man. Um, we're talking about doing a song together, doing something together, since we both love Hawaii so much. And he's Hawaiian, and he's a two-time Grammy winner as well. Exactly, and uh, he's kind of more traditional Hawaiian uh, yeah. music. And so, what you were talking about there is Hawaiian music has has its own feel, and you have such a connection to what I would call the spirit world through your music, or it evokes the ability to step into a deep meditation. I think that's something that's profound about it, for me anyway, and those that I sit with, that you can just drop in very nicely when having your music on and listening to it. It's it's a powerful kind of portal, almost, and I don't want to get out there with it, but I, I mean that sincerely. It's a very sweet calming, beautiful, nothing stands out to sort of, oh, I need to turn that off. It's never like that. It can just play. It's beautiful. It's, it's really special, really. And you speak to all the elements. You've had several albums about elements. You've had albums about various different things. Which one is your favorite overall <laughs> of all the things you've done? Favorite album? Favorite yes. Album? Yes. <laughs> no way. You don't I have, have one. favorite tracks, you know, and different, you know, favorite songs. I mean, you know, like with this Wings album, I'm currently playing pretty much all of the songs from that album when I do a concert because I really love playing those songs and it's really fresh. And then I have favorite songs from other records that I play. And then really, I love to improvise. You know, I just love to be in the moment and just improvise and go in and out of songs that I've written before. And, you know, I just like to be present in the moment. And, you know, the elements are a big part of that. I mean, because we are a product of all the elements. And, you know, I love nature so much. And, you know, I'm always amazed at how all the elements work together. You know, it's like sometimes I'll sit on the beach or sit in the mountains and just kind of like just really tune in, you know, to the earth and to the air and to the sun and the water and, you know, and just just really focus on the amazingness of those those elements and uh, you know, and the ethers as well. And I don't know. I just, I just find it all fascinating. I, I find life and nature fascinating. I, I never get tired of being really present with it and dropping into it because it's a miracle. It's just crazy. You know, it's beautiful. It is. Do you ever go listen to the whales that are giving birth in the bay in Maui? Have you ever heard that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Like, I live. That's I yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do huh? too. Isn't that doesn't that isn't that life altering? You get in there and you hear it. I brought my mother, my my eighty year old mother, to go and listen to that, and she sat up like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's yeah, so that's crazy. That's one of the reasons why I moved to Maui. I went there for a visit during whale season. I'm in the water. I'm swimming in the water. I'm listening to all these whales singing, you know. And then you see them kind of like in the distance. And then I learned how to paddleboard. And then I paddleboard out to where the whales are. You have to go out about them, you know, at least a, a mile, if not a couple of miles offshore. And, and you, you know, you throw yourself in the path of these humpback whales or you kind of wait around where they're sleeping and wait for them to, you know, to come up for air. And it's like it's an amazing, life-changing experience. It's like, incredible. Oh, yes. Oh, you're so fortunate to have that experience. That's amazing, really. People, you know, they come along the coast here in California as they as they go by, and they're beautiful to see. But when you get in the water with them, 
and you're you realize your humility very quickly. <laughs> you oh realize my God. <laughs> any ego sure. you ever had is gone. <laughs> That's exactly it's, right. It's an awe-inspiring people, people experience. People go out on like on whale boats and cruises to see the whales and stuff, which is cool. But to be in the water with them on a paddleboard is right. ridiculous. I bet. Did that inspire you to write something? Did you come away with music based on that experience or those experiences? I think it informs my music as a whole, but I don't think I've written any particular one song about it. I do have an album called Wind Rock, Sea, and Flame, which again is an acknowledgement of the elements Mm -hmm. of Hawaii style. And um, I do have some whale song on that album. Yes, you. All of your albums are what I would call <laughs> a rotating journey, and I say rotating like a playlist rotating, because it's like a wave. It just kind of flows over you. And now you've collaborated with a variety of people over time, and some orchestras and symphonies, like the Legend of Secret Past. Tell us about that one. That was an animated feature film, and I did the music for it, and um, I used the orchestra in Bratislava, and um, it was fun. I've done orchestral work on a few records. I did uh, an album called uh, Inner Works, where there's piano and orchestra and strings on a lot of those tracks, and then on the record I did with Snodham Carr, um, we used some strings on that, and... I love my collaborations. They're always, always very, very satisfying and, and uh, you know, stretching into new areas that I've never been before. They are beautiful. I like them and a lot. The voices that you choose are, are beautiful. Now, you're going to be doing some work with some new voices upcoming, too. Can we talk about that yet? <laughs> doing some work with what? You have some new voices that you may be collaborating with upcoming. I I heard. Oh, I did. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> talked to Sangeeta. I did. Um, I did. Yeah, I'm producing Sangeeta Carr's new album this year and co-writing the songs with her and probably yeah. playing on the record as well. It's going to be her album. But that's beautiful. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman with a beautiful voice and I really love her and her husband quite a bit and uh, it should be an exciting project. So as you move forward now, in your mind, do you say, okay, I need to make a new album by X date, I'm going to make some more, or does it all just, you sit down at the piano each day and you do something and you say, oh, that's a good song, and it evolves throughout the year. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's a really natural process. I don't, you know, since I've been playing piano my whole life, I don't, I don't have a separate kind of relationship with it, you know, it's just really part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I never experienced writer's block or anything like that, because if I don't feel like playing, I just don't play. I don't see it as a problem. I just, you know, see it as, well, it's not time right now, you know. But I play pretty much every day, and I can be sitting there and playing, and all of a sudden realize, oh, this is a new song that's wanting to, you know, that's happening, because all of a sudden I'll hear a melody that's very specific, and I'm playing it on the piano and trying to work it out, and then I realize, oh, I'm writing a new song, you know, and sometimes I'll get a couple, two, three new songs in a week. Sometimes I'll get any new songs for weeks or a few months, you know, and it just all happens on its own. <laughs> you have... to show up and... Yeah, you have okay. so, so much of a body of work overall. You've, you've recorded so many albums and songs, and... You know, they're, they're elementals, they follow a theme, like some are about love, and in this case, wings and resonance. It's like you, you take a, a micro view into one topic and then follow down that line and expand on it. It's like, you know, the elements, for example, or, or the yeah. feeling of love. It's, it's beautiful, and your album covers are stunning. Every time, you have the most beautiful album covers so you have one person that does that, or or are they different each time? 
Uh, I've been working with the same graphic artist for the last um, 10, 12 years. His name's Jeff Lancaster. And, um, you know, sometimes, most of the time, I come up with the concept, and then he'll help me flush it out one way or another. Um, this last album, again, with Wings, it was very clear to me what I wanted, and it all came together very quickly. And for those of you that aren't looking at it right now, oh, sorry, go uh-huh. ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You were talking about my body of work. I, I realized the other day that um, with all my albums and all the um, soundtracks and TV and film scores and stuff, that I've recorded um, almost a 1,000 pieces of music. I have a BMI catalog of about 1,000 songs. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Do you ever sit down and say, wow, look at what I've done over time. Look at this. Occasionally. Okay, so the question is, do you meditate to your own music, or is your music, when you make it, meditation for you? Yeah, the latter. It is. Yeah, yeah. When, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm working, when I'm in my music, when I'm working, when I'm playing, when I'm doing concerts, I'm definitely in the zone. You know, like, after a concert, I'll feel completely purged and present, and, you know, I feel like, you know, it's been like a... Uh, like a workshop for me or something, you know, where I'm just cleaning house. And do you go back and listen to your music at times? I mean, do you play your own music at home? No. <laughs> no. It's like you're offering it to the world. <laughs> it's come out and it's gone next well, one, I'm right? Well, I'm just in it. I'm just playing it. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not listening to it. I'm, I'm creating it, you know. Right. So I'll, just go over and play, I'll just go over and play the piano for five minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, you know, and just kind of enjoy whatever it is that I'm playing. And Oh, of course, when I'm working on a record, of course, I listen to the songs as I'm recording and adding things and mixing and all that kind of stuff. But usually when I'm done with a record, I don't usually listen to it anymore. Occasionally, I'll go back and I'll kind of reminisce and, you know, I'll be like, well, that was interesting, you know. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. We're going to take um, a quick, quick break and we're going to be right back. We're talking to Peter Cater today. He's a two-time Grammy winner as of last Sunday for his new album, Wings. And you can go to petercater.com. You can find him on iTunes, and you can listen to him on Spotify. And we're going to be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, 
please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. And today we're speaking with two-time Grammy winner Peter Cater about his incredible body of work, which has been a lifelong journey. And though we know him mostly in the new age category, he has just the most beautiful piano music you've ever heard. It's, it's incredible. So, Peter, I wanted to just say, really, thank you for spending time today. You've just come off the Grammys. You have a lot going on. You're about to go back over to Maui. You're recording more albums. And I so appreciate you coming to be with us today. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know... All the, of all the things that you've done in your career, what stands out as the most meaningful to you? Well, I mean, the first thing I think of is the most meaningful is the meaning that it's given other people. You know, like I said, the, the feedback that I get from people about how my music has affected them or influenced them or helped them or whatever it is, I mean, that's the most, that's the best part of it. I just think that certain venues or doing certain film scores or winning awards. I mean, it's definitely not as interesting as, you know, hearing from someone that my music had an impact on, on their experience of life, you know, doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) I would imagine. Uh, You can go out and you can find Peter's music. Like I said, on iTunes worldwide, you can go to his website at Peter Cater with a K dot com. And the Grammy he just received is for his album called Wings, and it's a gorgeous picture, album cover, artwork of a piano at piano level, and you see the piano keys with a hummingbird hovering over the piano with light. Oh, it's, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's really evocative. And as all his album covers are pieces of artwork along with his music, it's just incredible so i encourage you to not only go experience his concerts to go to a retreat to feel peter's music live and uh, you can also download his music on those venues now peter i ask everybody the same question at the end of each show what makes your life brighter (laughs) what makes my life brighter yes I don't know, so many things. I mean, we're talking about music, so of course, you know, sharing my music with someone, you know, anyone, just one person, you know, makes my life brighter. Being in nature makes my life brighter. Um, Intimacy, you know, intimacy with, you know, someone you love or someone new or a stranger or whatever, you know, just honesty and vulnerability and transparency makes my life brighter. I like it when things are real, you know? I like it when people are taking a chance and opening up and being more vulnerable and talking about real things. Makes life juicy. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) No, that's great. (laughs) I just didn't expect you to say that. That was great. (laughs) It is juicy, yes. I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope to um, see you again very soon, near or far, and maybe even get under your piano this time. <laughs> so Yeah, you should. Thank you so very much for coming and being with us today, and congratulations on your win. Congratulations on your career, and thank you. And this is on behalf of all of our listeners. Thank you for the work that you're doing because uh-huh. it lends peace to the world. That that moves me deeply. Thank you. My Appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you. So we'll catch up with Peter another time, and uh, you can sign up for his retreats at petercater.com. And you'll be hearing this show live, but when you hear the archive, I will edit out some of my speaking at the end of this, and I will put in some of his music, and you'll be able to experience that as well. So thank you again for coming, Peter. And you go, Jolly. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you're going jolly out there today. That was so special. And I just want to say thank you again for Peter having come on the show. It's been a beautiful journey to watch him receive his awards and to watch his career over time and all the work that he's done. He definitely, definitely deserved both of those Grammys in every way. And uh, I put an ear to the ground to listen carefully to all the nominees and all the people that are in the categories, and they are wonderful. But there's just something very, very special about his music that stands out, and I can't say that enough. So I encourage you to go and check it out, and when you do hear the archive, you'll hear a piece of his music here that he'll lend to us for um, you to hear. And I can't say enough. In the meantime, wow, the Grammys were super fun. We had a great time. Um, It was, again, fun to go down the red carpet and share in all the amazing artistry that's there because music is so much a part of our every heartbeat. It's part of everything that we do and be. Music is. And the people that are there are incredible musicians from all over the world. People that have their unique taste and their unique contribution to the world of music. And so it's a special event and each year it's one of the most uplifting events that I get to attend all year. I just think it's incredible. The, the people that are there, the fun in the jazz lounge, the fun in the after party, the fun of seeing everybody freak out when they win a Grammy. <laughs> they get up there and they can't believe it. How about Tanya Tucker, right? After all this time, Tanya Tucker won her first Grammy. And then simultaneously, right after that, she won her next Grammy. It was it was great to see. So that was really fun. The performances were amazing. If you didn't catch the show live, I'm sure they're out there and you can go look them up on YouTube or whatever. But it was a really nice show this year. It was super. Um, I enjoy every show, to be honest with you. But this one seemed kind of seamless. And we had the, the sadness of Kobe Bryant's death kind of hanging over us. But... Alicia Keys was really cool about inviting us to, you know, stay in the vibe of togetherness and upliftment and move through that. And she said, you know, we'll kind of sing together and play together and cry together and we'll move on through this. And it's true. It it was a unity of sorts to kind of come together under that veil of music and all, all the different performances and You don't have to like what people do, but you have to love and respect their unique position of expression. And I think that's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. The artistry that goes on, you know, people take for granted what it takes to be an artist in music and be a successful artist in music. We get to see superstars and the high life, but take Peter Cater's career, for example. If you go to Apple Music and you see how much music this man has produced you'll realize the dedication to the craft that he's had and it's absolutely phenomenal it's just a body a volume of recorded work and that is his living and breathing daily life it's amazing and so I have so much respect for people that put their 10,000 hours into their craft and become experts in their field, which is what Making Life Brighter is about. We showcase experts in their field and those that are making our world brighter. And I just want to say, you know, what a phenomenal honor to get to be among all those great artists. And so we've had some great shows in the last few weeks. We've had functional medicine doctors that are helping to bridge the gap between allopathic and holistic medicine. We've had those that are former Army um, sergeants and those that are helping people with PTSD. We've had all kinds of unique healing stories from the scalar light technology that we're featuring, and I'll be featuring more of Tom Palladino's work with scalar light healing upcoming because I can't imagine a world where people want to suffer 
And so with the scalar light healing that you can take part of, why would you continue to suffer if that technology is out there? If you do the scalar light healing and you've had AIDS or herpes and then you realize through your blood work that you no longer have that, isn't that a phenomenal thing? And wouldn't everybody like to experience that if they had that kind of situation? For example, if you've got the coronavirus, Tom's healing scalar light energy can be applied at a distance and actually break up the virus in your system. So we have the technology. It's here, and I'm proud to be featuring it. I'll be featuring more shows and more healing stories about that. And I just think that's something that we need to embrace. Um, So look up Tom Palladino and Scalar Light Healing because there's an answer for you. And we're showcasing it right here. And if you like side effects of drugs and you like to continue to suffer, have at it. But there is actually an answer that's being presented to people. And so if you know somebody that's suffering from AIDS or you know somebody that's suffering from herpes, and herpes can be internal and affect all the organ systems, it can be a very painful uh, neuropathy situation for people, it's terrible. So if you know anyone suffering, please either have them reach out to me at NLB Radio at makinglifebrighter.com or have them go and get treatment at uh, Tom's website, and it's all spelled out there. We have so many more interesting people upcoming. We have so much more to share with you here on Making Life Brighter Radio. I can't wait. I'm excited. And uh, I hope you're all going jolly out there, and I hope that uh, you'll enjoy hearing Peter's music.
So, like I said, stay tuned. We've got more great shows for you. We've got more upcoming amazing things. And for all of those of you who are writing to me from around the world based on my shows with Russell Heif and Jay Kloengold, um, you're reaching out to me from every avenue. And I'm really surprised at how many people have done their homework on this subject and are actually learning about it. Um, I try to answer everybody. I try to answer all your questions. And I would like to get Russell back on the show so that you can ask him your questions in live time. And I'll be working on that. He's been over at Davos in Switzerland. He's been meeting with world leaders. He's been talking to different people. And we'd like to find out exactly how that went down there. Or over there, rather. But he's also been championing for us, yet again, advocacy for our rights and for our rights to stay intact as our own. So in other words, where people may want to implement programs that take away your rights for your health care or take away your rights for privacy of your health care, he's been standing ground for us on our behalf to see that. So I would like to just you know, shout out to Russell that he, his work is recognized and people are recognizing it and those people are asking questions and that's what you need to do is ask questions and do your homework. So you can go to makinglifebrighter.com on Facebook and I will periodically post things there for you to see if you're interested in that subject matter. You can always go back and listen to all the shows I did with Russell from July until November of this past year. There's a lot in that if you'll listen carefully. So I'm wishing everybody a super duper go jolly day and go out and make somebody else's life brighter. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Peter Cater. It was an absolute honor to have him here and I just love playing his music. I put it on and leave it and I leave it on all day, all night. It's gorgeous. So go jolly, everybody. I love you out there. Shout out to all the countries around the world that are listening. I see you. I know where you are. I see your cities. And feel free to share any of these shows. You can go to the archives at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio page. Thank you so much, everybody. Go jolly. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.